Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. I have the amazing privilege of welcoming Kerry, our guest speaker today. She is the author of Do Talk to Strangers, a book on how to connect with anyone, anywhere. I cannot wait to hear more about that. Uh, She is a leadership coach, a speaker, a connector and a contributor. She is pumped to be here all the way from Dubbo, New South Wales. Please welcome Kerry. Thank you. Oh, how exciting and beautiful and such a privilege to be here. SJ, have you seen the next slide? Don't look, don't look. Somebody's popped in. Oh, there she is. (laughs) Isn't she gorgeous? (laughs) What did you say? Was it? Well, I came across that and I just couldn't resist. So cute. I just love how she popped into my life. Because of a mutual friend, Peter Pilt, who's around here somewhere (laughs) in the next hour or so. And what I mean is distance. Sorry, he's not popping in for anyone who just got excited about that. Um, He's actually tied up today. But thank you, Sarah Jane, for not only inviting me here today, but for connecting, for broadening my vision. Oh, my gosh. Does anyone think they're going to cry a little today? We are equipped. I don't know why she put them under my nose, but um, that may become evident. (laughs) Sarah Jane is literally changing perspectives right across the world with her big heart and vision and really establishing Christian women in business. And so I'm just so honoured and delighted to connect with you. And I've told a number of people, some things have shifted in my business since we have connected. And I know that today is a really significant day. And when we drove into the car park this morning and I just saw the lake and I said to my friend Tioni, oh my goodness, this is a place of turning points. And today is a place of a turning point. Who is in for that? Yeah. You know, sometimes we just have a little shift. But if you think about a cruise ship, or a battleship, or any kind of ship that just moves a little, where you end up is completely different. So who is excited about ending up somewhere completely different? God-designed and incredible. Okay, so I'm going to be just completely... I'm aware that it's being video today, so, you know, some things I might go, oh, I'll tell you that later if you come and talk to me. But I do really want, I want to be vulnerable and just share whatever is going to be most relevant and, you know, whatever serves you today because I'm here at your service. So we're going to look at connecting. I really love what Michelle shared. Where has Michelle gone? Oh, there you are. 
<laughs> about listening and listening deeply. Because we're going to listen deeply to ourselves. We're going to listen deeply to what the Spirit of God is saying to us. And we're going to listen deeply to each other. And what comes out of that, who knows, but it's beautiful. So I just want to share a little something. Um, And this question, who do you connect with? Let's just park that for the video and see what comes up. Does anyone not know what this picture represents? Is everyone familiar with it? Okay, so if you're not sure, just wave your hand, which is great because I'm hoping that not everyone is familiar with it because I want different perspectives and hopefully we'll get the sound on this. But I want you to notice who do you connect with in this. Maybe there's nobody, but also just notice your emotions. This song takes us on an emotional journey and you, I'd love you just to make note. Do you have... Um, we can just do post-it notes for this, actually. Don't pass that down your table. Thank you. Just one of those for each. Oh, can I please have the, my note on top? And just, just make a note of any emotions that come up. So there could be excitement. There could be revulsion or confusion. Just anything. Anything that comes up. Some of the characters you see, you might just go... Ooh. And others might be like, ooh. <laughs> so however you translate that into an emotion, could you just write them down? And no judgment. Don't judge your thoughts. Don't think, ooh, I don't like that I felt like that. That's okay. Whatever you feel is great, just write it down. Are we ready? Does everyone have a post-it note? And a pen? Or a pencil? <laughs> that rose just keeps jumping out, doesn't it? Because it's... It's heavy. Yeah. So when it was announced that we could take a flower home, I looked at that one, I'm like, I love that. Maybe because it's a bit of a rebel and it keeps jumping out. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) But we promise not to fight. (laughs) We won't fight over the flowers. (laughs) Okay. So there's a lot of emotion in that, isn't there? It is powerful. But it's also confronting. Did anyone feel confronted by anything that you saw in it? Yeah. And maybe confusing. If you haven't seen the movie, you're like, what? So the movie is based on the life of P.T. Barnum, who was like the first circus creator. And I'd heard of Tom Thumb, who's the little tiny guy, but I didn't even know that that was where that name came from. And the bearded lady, you just go, oh, I think I've heard of that. Um... And so we grabbed the tweezers. <laughs> Actually, can I ask, can, did anyone see recently on the news or something at my mother-in-law's house, there was a girl that was being interviewed about body hair and just letting it grow and it's like raising awareness of um, domestic violence or something like that. Oh, it was fascinating. So some women are just growing their hair and... Um, I was like, yeah, not for me. (laughs) But we are so shaped by society and, you know, what we're told is normal and is beautiful. And so we judge ourselves against that. So it's going to take a moment to discuss with um, the person next to you what words came up for you. And there's no judgment on this. Just let's notice what was there. 30 seconds. 
I think we needed a bit more than 30 seconds for that, didn't we? And I know we've just started this morning, but is anyone happy just to shout out a few words that, that you were discussing? Yes? No apologies. I sing this song probably every day now. And that no apologies, what's the line before that? Um, oh, I'm not scared to be seen. I'm not, so I'm singing, I'm not scared to be seen, I make no apologies. And I'm like, oh, I want to really step into that place. But how much do we hesitate? We, we don't let ourselves be fully seen. And that really challenges me. So, if, you know, I, I don't do professional speaking because I want to be up the front. <laughs> I, I speak because I want to encourage people. And then I go, oh, that means I have to be up here and I have to think about what I'm wearing, and which I, I don't really, do I? <laughs> Tioni and I were in the shops yesterday and I said, are you good at shopping? Because I'm really not and I just don't until my husband goes, we're going shopping because you keep saying you've got nothing to wear. And she mentioned Matthew 6, 31, I think it is. You know, have no thought for what you'll wear. And this morning when I went into the bathroom, I was like, oh, that's what it looks like because I haven't actually looked in the mirror <laughs> to see if this works with this. I just went, that'll do. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, Jesus, that I have friends who go, yep, that will work. So we do hesitate to be seen. And as Christian women in business, you have so many different businesses, so many different creative expressions, and we're called to be seen. We're called to be a light in the world. But we do hesitate. And so being part of a community like this, we can cheer each other on. In fact, when I started emailing back in the day, when I started my coaching practice in 2004, and I'm writing emails, I was like, how do you sign off? You know, yours faithfully, yours sincerely. It just didn't really fit. And I wrote, cheering you on, Kerry. That just feels right. <laughs> kind of feels silly as well, but it felt right. And it wasn't until about six years later when I'm really delving deep into what is my purpose? How do I communicate my purpose? And I was on a flight and I'm journaling and because we think that what we have to offer is not of great value because we look at other people and go, oh, but they're so eloquent and they're just so clever at organising and, you know, I love that song this morning, he turns chaos into order. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and thank you, God, that I have friends who can turn chaos into order as well. That, that just like totally threw me. Where was I before I said chaos into order? I threw my thoughts into, into chaos. Journaling on a flight, thank you. <laughs> what am I here on the planet for? Has anyone asked themselves those questions? And I thought, I feel like I'm just here to cheer people on. Like, it's not very glamorous or significant. And then I'm reading through the message translation of the Bible and Paul says, thank you for uh, sending Timothy to cheer me on or I'm sending somebody to cheer you on. And I was like, oh, Paul was doing that. And then I thought of 
the Melbourne Commonwealth Games many moons ago. Who remembers that? Karen McCann was in the marathon. You know the marathon, they run right around the city and then they come into the stadium at the end. So she's coming into the stadium just kind of just staying upright <laughs> and there's a Kenyan runner and it was neck and neck. But as they came into the stadium, the whole audience just the field stadium just stood to their feet and roared. And Karen just got in front of the, of the Kenyan and she won the race. And then they, you know, collapse in a heap like you do after a marathon. I don't know personally. Has anyone done a marathon? <laughs> so, you know, they give it everything. And then Karen was interviewed and she said when she came into the stadium, the roar of the crowd literally lifted her and carried her across the finish line. And I thought, it actually does matter. Cheering people on really does matter. And it's these little moments in life where we can cheer people on. And sometimes it's the bus driver when you get off and you say, thanks so much for getting me here safely. Or just, thank you, have a great day. And you see the response when people are actually acknowledged for something that they do every day that they don't think about. Except for those moments where they go, does anyone even know I exist? And we all have those moments sometimes, don't we? So when a complete stranger can just go, good job, thank you for your efforts today, really makes a world of difference. So what else do we get out of that? <laughs> what emotions do we notice? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, that's beautiful. It is that courage to be seen, isn't it? Vulnerable. Does anyone like vulnerability? <laughs> if you've seen Brene Brown, uh, her first TED talk, and she says, we love seeing a vulnerability in others, but we don't like it in ourselves. Until we know the power of it. Yeah, and then we can step into that. Yeah. What other words came up? Yeah. I think that's what makes it so inspiring. And did anyone see anything, you know, that maybe feels less polite to share? Or less, you know, because we love sharing all the nice words, but did anyone find something less appealing perhaps? Yes? If you like, because she's had, what's it called? Laryngitis. So this is kind of, um, I guess, a little bit of a, a side thing, but we actually use this track um, in the studio at Raw. And it's like a big like final track of the workout. And the thing that we get out of it every single week is that in other people's strengths, it motivates those who are not strong enough to lead the way to actually be strong. Yeah. So like when you think about the power of words, this person, even though it's a fictional character, yeah. standing up and saying, despite everything, this is who I am, actually empowers everybody else to stand there regardless of their flaws which I think is a huge thing um, especially for us like a lot of people are quite embarrassed generally speaking when they first decide that they're going to go on a fitness journey or a wellness journey because they feel like everyone's looking at them um, and so when they're empowered by somebody else who stands up and says this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be um, it lifts everybody else up through that so I guess that's not exactly an embarrassing thing, but it's like that subliminal message 
where it's what everyone's wanting to do, but because one person has had the strength to stand up and say that, it's empowered multitudes. Yes, beautiful. Because we all have brokenness, don't we? We all... We don't look obviously broken like some of those people. And some, fr- some friends said they walked out of the cinema with a couple of family members that, that started criticising. And I thought, we relate to that movie because we all understand brokenness. For some of us, it's, you know, it's been buried years ago. You know, and maybe it's been restored and you know, God's done an incredible work and you feel completely free from that. But it reminds us that we are all human beings. We, we know what that brokenness is. Now, there was someone who made a, was going to make a comment down the back. Yes. Yes, very unconventional. Yeah. And does anyone have any business ideas that are unconventional? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like a bit rebellious having a book title, Do Talk to Strangers. It was actually a pastor that recommended it because the book was going to be called Why It's Great to Talk to Strangers. Because I could fill... (laughs) Yeah. I could fill a book with a whole lot of reasons and stories and examples of why it's great to talk to strangers. So that made sense. But while I was speaking in their Sunday service, he was drawing a book cover because he's an artist and he's actually... His artwork is through the book. But he drew this potential cover and wrote, Don't circled the do and crossed out the NT. And he said, how attached to the book title are you? I said, well, I just did a series of videos about why it's great to talk to strangers, but what did you have in mind? And he showed me and I was like, do you talk to strangers? I think that appeals to my rebellious side. (laughs) And we do need to be a bit rebellious and go against the culture, you know, go against the grain and the habitual thinking that we fall into. You know, oh, don't do that. And don't be silly. Has anyone ever had their joy squashed? Because somebody's like, don't be silly. (laughs) Don't be too excited. Yeah. So I'm like, no, do. You do have permission to be silly today, (laughs) to be expressive, to be you. So if you hear hear that little voice in your head like, oh, I don't want to be seen. don't want to be seen to be too excited, too enthusiastic, too silly. Be you. Yeah. I also saw in that sometimes you meet people and you just want to draw back. Like whether they smell like they've just spent the night in a dumpster or smoked a whole packet of cigarettes before getting on the plane and you're like, I can't really breathe and I would like to open this window. (laughs) We have moments where we want to pull back from people And that's what we see in the movie. People are revolted by something that's different or that's disfigured. You know, early in the movie, there's a woman who's got a a hood, like, almost covering her face and she offers an apple. And it's such a beautiful moment. But it's like, here's somebody who's not being seen, but she's seen and remembered by that character. So we're not going to dwell on the movie all day, so if you haven't seen it, please don't feel like you're going to be left out (laughs) all day. But I just went, this is useful. And also, uh, like, I'd love to hear from people who haven't seen it, if there's, you know, words that came up for you. Um, Just from a business perspective, watching that clip... um, Can you hear in it? 
from the business perspective of watching that clip, what I got was, um, first of all, I was repulsed. Um, but then I, as I watched it, um, not, yes, yeah, so as I kept watching it, it, what it came to me from the business perspective was all of those people had something that wasn't normal, if you want, um, and it was like they stood out because they didn't fit the status quo. Um, and in our business life, um, it's like we have... Everyone, everyone in this room has a different business and a different business idea and a different thing of what they want to do. Um, and these people, because they actually had the guts to stand up and do what they did, um, from that... Now, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know where it goes from there. All I'm taking... This is all just taken from this clip. It's like, from the business model, if you have the guts to stand up and do something different, often that's where your success will come from. Whereas, you know, all of these people who are standing on the peripheral and watching these different people... They just all fitted in and blended in and, and they didn't stand out in the business world, so to speak. But these people, because they all had something different about them, they all had something to offer that was unique. Yeah. And with our businesses, that's the same thing. And if we're, if, we're, if we're brave enough or if we've got the guts to stand up and do what's different about us or about our business, that's when our success will come. Yeah. Oh, I just have to no, I do because that, that is incredibly powerful and you just brought a story back to me. I was in a massive workshop, it was about 400 people and between every session the speaker would say, talk to five or six people you don't know, get into a quick group and then each of you, 60 seconds, share your story. And this gorgeous, tiny, young Filipino woman shared her story about how she was writing a book about marriage and her journey and she shared a scripture that was foundational to, to her life and her story. And it was really interesting. To, so I just like fell in love with her straight away. I mean, I adore Filipinos. Although she was probably one of the first ones that I really encountered. But I saw her faith. And other people in the group said, oh, that's really nice. Like, it's a lovely story. Um, but maybe leave out the, you know, the God stuff. Has anyone ever been told that? It's very interesting to see that. But had she done that, I would have just gone, oh, that's nice. I mean, I probably would have gone, go you, because you're talking about, you know, marriage and faithfulness and, um, you know, making stuff work. But I wouldn't have remembered her out of, like, the hundreds of people I met that week. But because of her courage and because I saw that she needed encouragement then... <laughs> after people just kind of flattened her and said, yeah, just leave that out, you know, because they're all business experts. And so I passed her a note and I said, do you want to catch up for, uh, you know, drink afterwards? And we went out for dinner and became good friends, of course. And she actually asked me to write the foreword for her book, which was a great privilege. And she connected me with a whole lot of other people after that, which is cool. But we made a friend and she was so excited. She's telling everybody, here's this woman that wrote about talking to strangers and she does it and she sent me a note. <laughs> so if you see someone today that you don't get to connect with, just pass them a note. <laughs> Make sure you connect later. It's incredible who you can meet at a conference. So I'm sure you're already excited about who you're going to meet here. So we consider our words and the impact that they have on people. Is anyone bursting to share? Yes? No, no, go. You were quick, so that's awesome. Sorry, do you mind saying your name? We should get to know each other's names. Good morning, I'm Julie. 
Julie. Thank you. I was um, a bit conflicted and confronted by the visual image. So I was a bit conflicted and uh, confronted by the image um, because it's a case of judging a book by its cover. And we do judge others, and we're usually far too quick to judge by the perception of what we see. Um, and I knew a person who is probably one of the most successful business people that I know. He used to wander around in a t-shirt and jeans and hang around and never be f at the front. He'd always observe everybody else first before he stepped forward to assess the situation. And so I always found that as a technique in business, sometimes it's so much better to listen and observe before you then try to make any yes. moves forward. Um, and don't judge any situation or others. Always wait and be aware of the whole scenario before making any decisions. And that was my, my comment. But also, um, that was a true story. It's not fictitious. Yes. Well, it's based on a true story. Yeah. Barnum. Yeah, yeah, which was, there was a bearded lady and there were all the people yeah. and there were all the circus freaks that he put together to create a business who were otherwise yeah. outsiders in society. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's lots of arguments about, you know, how true it is. But yeah, based on a true story. And, uh, and I think, yeah, we all relate. Sorry, were you putting your hand up or just moving your glasses? Okay. <laughs> I just didn't want to ignore you. I just saw your hand near me. Um, now, we're just going to be talking all day. So I will keep moving. Uh, this, I, I saw this between Dubbo and Gilgandra. I live in Dubbo. My parents are on a farm at Gilgandra. And there's a McDonald's, massive McDonald's ad on the other side. So I don't know why it's not advertising anything. That would be like so expensive. And I just went, oh my gosh, it's been there for months. I want to pull over and take a photo every time just in case the, you know, the sunset's better. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And I just thought we can... So I've had that on my Facebook cover for a while. I think it's not at the moment. But let's just be aware of how we can take care of one another. And one another includes strangers because we're all human beings. So we're going to be looking at uh, the asking model that... Oh, there's one another. There's a lot more in India. That was a, a group of like four to 500 students that turned into 2,000 in the room and three and a half thousand on live stream. You never know what to expect. Okay, so we're, we're going to have a look at the asking model and we start with awareness, which we've been discussing already and just going back to Michelle's comments about listening. Connecting with confidence, connecting with others, connecting with ourselves, connecting with God is about listening, that deep contemplation that you mentioned. Dadiri, I just had to check the word, <laughs> that beautiful Aboriginal word, Dadiri, listening and being aware. Now, years ago, I was in ministry for eight years. I went to Thailand, my second missions trip with teenagers taking them to teach English in the universities and share the Christmas story because we went there over Christmas. And I came back very sick. And I was, I was on the verge of burnout before I left. I was running most departments of the church because somebody would leave and somebody would say, Kerry's already there, she can do it. And Kerry didn't say, that's really not a good idea. 
So I was exhausted and came back with this virus that puffed me up like, you know, a frog from kind of above my ears to down to my collarbone and uh, all those Simang apes. Have you ever seen them, how they puff up? <laughs> that was me. I couldn't speak. But then, you know, you give yourself a week. You know when you're really sick? You're like, okay, okay, I'll just be in bed for a week. And then I just have to push myself through after that. Because who's got time to be sick? <laughs> yeah, so I pushed myself through for another 10 months and couldn't function. I, couldn't, I don't know if anyone's been through chronic burnout, but I literally could not string a sentence together. I, and, and then at one point I just couldn't move. I just sat down on the lounge and then I just couldn't get up again because my brain and body were just not cooperating. They're like, no, you're done. So that's, um, that's how, how I ended up in this position where a friend of mine who's a psychologist and actually specialises in working with Christian leaders in burnout, let me know if you need to know who that is, and he said to me as part of my recovery, you need to learn to listen to your body. I thought that was the weirdest thing. Listen to my body? I go, well, that's because I hadn't been listening, obviously. So asking helps you connect with your inner self. Asking questions, gaining permission. So just coming back to connecting with others, you know, we gain permission to, let's say I just see Tioni on a bus and there's an empty seat, I want to sit there. You know, it might just be a glance that kind of says, can I sit there? And I think, yeah, she's safe, I can sit there. Or mm, maybe there's like somewhere else that I could sit. <laughs> you know, we, we gain permission from people. And maybe we ask questions to say, oh, do you mind if I ask you like where you got that jacket? Or you know, any of those things that, that pop up. Uh, but this is just like framing the whole asking model. And asking with curiosity, not judgment. And Julie, is it Julie? Yes. You know, commented on, we're so quick to judge, you know, the book by its cover. To just see somebody and, and make a judgment. But to be curious rather than just decide, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Because <laughs> we've never seen that particular person before or if we have we haven't seen them on that day before there's always something new if we choose curiosity then we can be open to learn and to connect but if we just sit with our assumptions then we we shut off a potential flow of life so curiosity is amazing i, I was not curious before i started coaching which was when i started recovering from burnout because my my role at church had been filled by a few other people. And I'm like, God, where do I go? I think some people relate to that. <laughs> so I'm asking God, where do I go from here? And coaching dropped into my spirit. And who heard the interview that I did with SJ recently? Okay, so I don't want to you know, cover the same ground. But I'm literally walking on the street and I'm like, God, where do I go from here? I thought I'd be in ministry for life. I just love serving people, encouraging people. And it was actually one of my business clients that referred to my coaching as my ministry. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Okay. <laughs> Do you know, I'm just going to share with you a little exercise. I feel like I left something hanging. So if anyone's got any questions, just feel free to give me a wave. But grab your post-it notes. Or just on the other side of your post-it note. Do you ever walk into a meeting feeling like your head is so full of everything? Maybe you came in this morning, maybe even like, you know, through the worship, it takes to like the last song before you're like, ah, I'm here. 
<laughs> so I'm just going to share with you a little practical exercise that you can use in any scenario. Maybe you're going in to meet a client and you're feeling a little nervous. Anyone relate to that? Yes? Or a networking function, you just go, okay, better go out and meet people. That's how I started my business. was like, what do you do when you're in business? You go and meet people. <laughs> I didn't have a budget to do any marketing, so just go. Yeah, I was telling you about how I was walking down the street and God's just like coaching and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's where I left you hanging before, sorry. Uh, so I'm like, okay, coaching, found it online, found words that were like straight from my journal on somebody else's website, delved into that. Discovered tools like letting go of emotional labelling, which is like what we did with the video. It's like, what emotions did you notice? So for this exercise to park the busy brain, it's not actually about all the stuff that you've got going on in your head. It's not about the list of things to do. It's about the emotional response to that. So how might you be feeling? Could be nervous, could be feeling anxious, could be feeling like, I need to get this client over the line because I've got all these bills, so there's like a bit of fear happening. If we can identify, what am I feeling right now? So this is the self-awareness and self-honesty. And just stick it on a post-it note. Okay, feeling a bit apprehensive. Maybe feeling a bit excited. That's great. Just take note. But if it's not useful, then you can just screw up your little post-it note and let it go. And of course, it doesn't have to be a post-it note. You can just sit in the car and go, whew, I feel nervous about this. Okay, I'll let that go. And choose your focus. What do you want to take in? Do you want to be encouraging? Do you want to be confident? Strong? Are we okay with the aircon? It's cool? Oh, I'm loving it. <laughs> We might have to adjust a little. I think I was trying to block it, you know, so that... Because I'm happy to take it for you. And has anyone got teenagers? <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> this is good to share with me. I've got exams coming up. You get to the door of the exam and you're just like... <gasps> what is that feeling? Either just share it with someone and go... I'm feeling so nervous about this. I've put so much pressure on myself. I haven't studied enough. Okay, so it's apprehension, fear. Just list it. Let it go. Because I know my stuff. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay, these questions, I'll just give you a moment to write some down. But I don't want to be going over time. So this is something that you can just use at home. What helps you stay focused in the moment? I'm happy to share these slides. Would that be helpful? Then you, yeah. Okay, so you don't have to write them down. <laughs> do you know what lights you up and energises you? Do you know what to do with a day off? Do you know what a day off is? <laughs> do you know what to do when you have 10 minutes at a cafe before somebody comes along? What would just refresh you? Do you know what drains you? Sometimes we can be in really draining situations without going, you know what, do I need this? Do I need to take this into my day? Last time we moved house, I worked with a friend of mine who's a professional organiser. And 
everything I was putting into a box, I'm like, do we need this in Palmer Street? No. Let's give that to Vinny's. Let's give that away. We can do this like with our thinking or with our stuff. Do I really need this? Or does this just drain my energy? Does it just take up space? Do you know what it is to listen to your body? Where do you feel, when you are feeling stressed or anxious, where do you feel it? Is it here? Well, it's different for everyone. I actually came back from a, a kind of, okay, it wasn't kind of, it was horrendous. I had a horrendous overseas experience and I actually felt like a brick, it was the size of a brick from here to here, like pressing on me for two weeks. I actually went to the doctors. I'm like, um, can you just check out, like I, you're probably not going to find anything because I know it's just the impact of what I've been through but they said oh we'll check for this and this and this and heart attack and I'm like this is like ridiculous <laughs> but I was listening to my body and I was like okay what do I need right now and God help me just process this all so I don't have to go through this again <laughs> let's learn everything there is to learn okay how are you responding or reacting to others how do you deal with strong emotions in public and in private and what could you do to raise awareness further? So there's all kind of answers to those questions. So the good ones to journal. So I will make those available. And I think this is a good spot to pause for coffee because we're up to that, aren't we? Oh, okay. Let me share something exciting with you. Okay. So can you all take out your hand? doesn't really matter which one, whichever one is your preference. Give us a little wave. Beautiful. Okay, I want to share with you a tool from Dr. Daniel Siegel. Has anyone heard of Dan Siegel? He's known from Mindsight. He's got a book called Mindsight. Another one for the parents of teenagers. Brainstorm, the power and potential of the teenage brain. It's amazing. I referred one of my um, teacher clients to that book and he devoured it and worked through it for like a whole year. So with our hand, we're going to tuck our thumb in, fold your fingers over the top, and there is your brain. So it's about that size. <laughs> so down the back we have like our habits where we file things that we want to you know store for nostalgia or usefulness so we, we store all our memories down the back here and in the front we have our prefrontal cortex which is where we're doing our focused thinking and decision making weighing up options and then tucked in here in the middle we have the emotional center of the brain the limbic system, the amygdala, you've probably heard different, different terms. So, but just basically, we're going to have a look at what's going on because you can't have your, your emotional system online at the same time as your prefrontal cortex. Has anyone noticed that after a fiery conversation, when you've calmed down, you go, oh, I know what I should have said. <laughs> That's because you've brought your prefrontal cortex back online and you're like... Now I can see it clearly. And Dr. Siegel calls it flipping your lid when your limbic system takes over. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? We relate, yeah. So when you're in traffic, and it's, it's very interesting. Like in Australia, we, you've probably seen road rage. I don't know if anyone's ever felt it. You guys are probably not the crowd for that. But you've seen somebody, have you seen somebody in road rage? Yeah. When I was in Bali a couple of years ago, an Aussie friend was driving me around 
And it's pretty chaotic. Has anyone been there? Or the Philippines? Crazy traffic there. They have a term for it. Very traffic. Very traffic. I think I, think I encountered very traffic in, in Malaysia or Bali. But the traffic, although it's chaotic, it's just, it flows. It can take you a while to get there, but it's okay. You don't see road rage. Anyway, so this Aussie friend of mine said, but they don't have car accidents here much. Like, nowhere near as much as Australia. And I went, hmm, what's the difference? <laughs> there are some Australians in Bali having accidents because they take their Australian traffic mindset. And I thought, we have such a sense of entitlement. This is my lane. What are you doing in my lane? <laughs> you didn't blinker. You just cut across me. <laughs> it's like, we know the rules. And we're entitled to our space on the road. But in Bali, you just know that you just... You just fit in where you can. You just go. It's a different frame of mind. Yeah. And I just thought, well, of course they have less accidents, even though it looks more crazy. Because when you are in a negative frame of mind, when you're in that road rage kind of mindset, when, the, when you flipped your lid and you're angry, your peripheral vision literally diminishes. You don't see as well. And your response time slows. Because when you're in your clear thinking and positive frame of mind, your brain actually thinks quicker. It's more creative. It's problem solving. So we want to get that back online as quickly as possible. So this example that I shared earlier where you just write it on paper or, you know, metaphorically on paper, but just identify, be aware. What am I feeling right now? Rather than just this turmoil, this like clenching in the gut or wherever you feel it. Maybe it's a headache and you're just like, oh my gosh, okay, what is that? What is my body trying to tell me? <laughs> okay, it's anxious. Let that go. And maybe physically like flick it off wherever you feel it, you know. But be aware because then we can let it go. Do you like that? Yeah. It's very, very helpful. But we often don't want to pay attention to our emotions or... I mean, maybe some of you do. I haven't, my, my husband is more emotionally intelligent than, than me prior to coaching. <laughs> and sometimes he says, darling, just trust my feminine intuition. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> but when we, are, when we are aware, we're empowered. And we can be connected better with ourselves, And we can connect, we can be more open with God because we're being honest with ourselves. And we can connect more with other people. Okay, we're going to stop on that point before I move on. So I just want to ask, are there any questions? Have I left any loose threads? Yes. Teenagers. Okay, it's called Brainstorm, The Power and Potential of the Teenage Brain. It's by Dr. Dan Siegel, which is S-E-I-E. I have to write it down to say S-I-E-G-E-L. And... Just search on YouTube as well. He's done TED Talks. And in one of the TED Talks, he gets a little boy up and he talks about the, um, the flipping your lid and reframing and reappraising. Very useful. Any other questions? Cool. Just turn to the person next to you and just discuss 30 seconds each. Uh, what's been most useful so far? Okay. Any bursting insights? Any insights that are bursting that you want to share? Because we have something beautiful and significant and lovely about to happen.
that I've done in conferences where people like are from every different age and background and business. Hello. Um, are you ready to meet someone you haven't connected with yet? Yes? Ready to talk to strangers? Yeah, because yeah, they're all beautiful. So what I would like you to do, I'm just going to explain a little first because once everyone starts moving, then you start looking at me going, what are we doing? Okay, so we're going to make two lines. As in, Tioni, would you join me for a moment, please? Just so we can see what this looks like. So we might take up a bit of space because we're all going to, you know, be in line. So would you mind just facing me, darling? Thank you. So see how we're facing each other? And so there'll be someone here, like, facing each other and there'll just be, like, this line of people. Is that, is that cool? <laughs> you can see what that looks like. You don't have to move. You don't have to dance because we've just filled in, like, ten spaces. Yeah. So we're going to have a line down here. And probably down here as well, because we might need to do that. So would you be happy just to stand face-to-face -face with someone you haven't connected with yet? Cool. Okay, so let's do it. Just come on up and see who you find yourself facing. Yeah, just wherever we can fit. So... Wherever we can fit is lovely. So, yeah, we might have to go right down to the end there. Yeah, you can squish along a little. Do we have an even number of people? Um, we've got an extra person down this end. Because um, it doesn't work with three, so I need to know if anyone's... Oh, here we go. Megan's looking for someone. Is anyone else not? Because we, we need to be in pairs. So if there isn't, if there is an extra person, no extra people? Okay, because I'm happy to. Um, would you like to join me? <laughs> Carolyn, isn't it? Oh, come and join me because everyone else is, yeah, we're in pairs, aren't we? Just so you don't miss out. But you just have to put up with the fact that I'm going to be talking. But everyone else, everyone else isn't. <laughs> So, would you just um, take a moment to just look at this beautiful lady in front of you? <laughs> you can take a second to like swap names if you like, but then let's, let's not talk anymore. Shh. Okay, and just let's stand in silence for a moment and just look at this beautiful woman in front. And just, just take her in. Just look at her, look her in the eyes and just think... How amazing that she's standing here, what she's encountered, what she's overcome to be here, the efforts that she's put in, the lives that she's inspired, the hopes and dreams in her heart, the heartache, the things that she's cried over and begged God to do something like right now, the sheer joy moments that she's just bursted with sometimes that maybe nobody else has understood but there's so much stuff that matters to her beautiful amazing dreams and potential and as you notice that you're looking at this person you forget to be nervous because you're focused on somebody else. 
And if you do feel yourself getting nervous, just take yourself back to just being curious about this beautiful woman in front of you. Because some of you have thought, oh no, someone's looking at me and she's calling me beautiful and I'm not feeling like that today. I didn't, I wanted to get my hair cut. I should have worn the other dress. <sighs> Let it go. And just see those beautiful eyes and think about the radiance in them and the gift that God's put in her for the world. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.